Boom, 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 boom. Uh, I've been recording this whole time, but I'll I'll cut out that section. <laughs> okay. So it's all good. So Excellent. It's from from now. The Should point we clap? <laughs> so there's a yeah. So there's a spike in the audio. Here. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. I'm trying my best, Scott. Hello and welcome to the Catholic Nerds Podcast, your best scar source for quality Catholic nerdery. This is Eric Dumont, Cody Reed, Mary Reed, and Colby Allen. And thank you for nerding out with us in the Catholic Nerds. I thought you were yeah. taking it. I thought you were gonna take it away. Uh, I was yeah, waiting sorry. for it. That was that was not bad. We did this whole prep. Yeah. We did a whole prep, yeah. So uh today is a, an awesome uh an awesome podcast. Uh Scott Smith is not able to join us uh for reasons of spoiler alerts. Uh, yes. our topic today. Uh we have our special guest host, Mr. Eric Dumont, because Hello. he has a lot to say about this topic. Uh yeah. we're gonna we're really excited to get talking about it and uh I'll let Mr. Eric, introduce us. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you all for the honor of uh, hosting today for this podcast. Um, first off, we should say we, we are talking about the new Disney Plus series called The Book of Boba Fett. It's been several months now since the end of it, so <laughs> we're a little behind. Just, but just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. So we've been planning on doing this for a while, and then Scott hasn't finished it yet for other reasons. Well, he's talked about Exodus ninety before, so you know he's been doing that. So he hasn't been able to been able to watch the TV or anything like that. So um, that's why I'm here, and just to recap everything, I guess. So yeah, so the book of Boba Fett came out in uh, late December, and there were seven episodes continuing the story of our most favorite bounty hunter from the original trilogy, Boba Fett. Well, I guess in he was in the prequels as well, but yeah, you know, he was baby Boba then. <laughs> there wasn't there was no mystery behind it. So, Teen Boba, not um, baby. Teen Boba or Teen Boba? Okay, yeah, he was a baby at some point. That's but that was before the movies, I guess, or in between movies, in between one and two. Either way, so uh, this came out on Disney Plus. Um, we got the continued story of Boba Fett from in between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. I personally, I didn't think it lived up to what it needed to live up to for the character, in all well, honesty. Just, just jump to the end and give us your opinion before you talk about it. <laughs> right, I right. Know, yeah, and I absolutely wanted to say up front, 100% spoilers today. I mean, not spoiling everything, but definitely if, if you haven't if seen... if you haven't watched it, then you kind of deserve yeah. the spoilers. Yeah, I mean. if you haven't watched it by now, you need to go see it. Um, it's, I think it's good enough to see once after that. It's just, there, there's a lot of problems with it that I didn't like about it. So I guess like right off the bat, I wanted to get everybody's opinion set off. Uh, you heard mine. Uh, so Colby, I know you, you've seen the first episode. So what do, what do you oh. think as, as the person who's in the middle of watching it still? So first off, just to preface <laughs> that shocker for everyone and contrary to custom, 
<laughs> I've actually watched an episode of a show we're talking about before we talk about it. <laughs> Somewhat prepared. Somewhat prepared. Uh, so this one, I would say, is a little personal for me because growing up, one of my nicknames as a child was Boba Fett. And so he was, I mean, is everybody's favorite character, you know, in, in some way, shape, or form from the original shows and, and movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always had a personal connection to him. And so for them to make the spinoff of the show, specifically of him, I'm somewhat vested because he is a character that I'm interested in actually keeping up with. Uh, mm-hmm. So my impression from the first episode, um, I think it's an interesting bridge from him being so mysterious to actually pulling in who he is. And so it was interesting in, in spoiler alert, right? So even at the very beginning, it starts with his dreaming and he has a flashback from when he was a child and his father died, you know, and he picked up his helmet. And Big so, hesitation. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it starts off being personal, right? It's, it's who was he in, in his own, I guess, dreaming, right? His recollections of himself, different memories, which I haven't learned yet. If there's anything more that comes out of that, but I got some um, stuff to say about it. <laughs> I, I just think it's interesting that they, I think Disney, you know, even though I'm not a huge Disney fan, they, they're trying to put some, uh, I guess, some solid ideas around a very mysterious character. And so, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to start with that. Okay. Okay. All right. Now about uh, the reads, what's you guys' opinion? Yeah. So I guess first off for myself, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was entertaining, right? Uh, as far as, like, I don't know. Like, I, I enjoyed the filling in of the story of Boba Fett. Um, I'm more interested in the story of Jango Fett, you know, personally. Uh, but, and not that not that I wasn't a, a fan of the mysterious Boba Fett in the, the, original, uh, the original trilogy, but um, I didn't... I guess I wasn't like particularly intrigued by him in the original trilogy. Okay. He just happened to be like a passing character and, you know, and then boop, he died. Okay. Right. <laughs> and then you just didn't really worry about him anymore. I mean, much like know? it's the same opinion of George Lucas too. He didn't, he didn't think Boba Fett's, character was that great or not not right. not essentially that great but like he was just a he was just a npc he was a bounty hunter he was he was just background you know yeah i mean that, that was that was really all there was to it yeah um and so like i like thought it was three lines i think <laughs> <laughs> so i it was really interesting by you know episode uh episode five or six uh whatever um we we got back to the story of of Boba Fett, you know, uh, instead of season three of the Mandalorian. Uh, <laughs> so that was, that was a lot I of got fun. words for that uh, too. <laughs> but I, I actually appreciated that because I am more intrigued by the Mandalorian story than I am by Boba Fett. Uh, and it's, it, and I think it has to do with the, the intricate story of the Mandalorian uh, and where he's coming from, right? Because mm-hmm. I think his mystery is much more intriguing than what Boba Fett's was ever set up to be. Uh, because Boba Fett, they did, he was just a side character to start. And now they've tried to make the side character a main character. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of material to, you know. I, I mean, I would, I would argue that that gives someone a lot more to work with. 
Honestly, I know there's not a lot of material, but you have you have so you see everything. him as a preteen, and then all of a sudden he's this older person that's just very mature in the story. So yeah, it's a right. huge gap they can fill in. Yeah, huge gap. Uh, and then, but then there's also so he's preteen, and then all of a sudden he's really old, right? Like that's mm. that's one of the negative aspects of what they've done. Uh, well, there was uh, there there is actually some content of him as a teenager. Um, I believe is in the Clone Wars. Okay, there's the there's Wars. some time. But, so so, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, the Clone Wars animated series. There there is some time dedicated to Boba Fett growing up and stuff. I I haven't seen the Clone Wars specifically. So but I he don't. was younger than yeah. Anakin, right? So he's younger than Darth Vader, right? Right. He's in between the ages of Luke and Darth Vader, right. Luke and Anakin, right? Mm. Um, but. In this, he, he seems as old as Darth Vader. Yeah. Right? Like, that. that's kind of why I'm like, huh? Well, at this, at this point in the series, in Book of Boba Fett, at this point, Darth Vader's dead. Yeah. So... Do we even know, do we know how long he's been dead? We're, and judging by I the look remember. of Luke, judging by the look of Luke, we're, we're looking... Not yet, 10, not 15 it, years. But yeah. I think originally they had set up the Mandalorian to be 50 years or so after the fall of the Empire. Do Jedi age slowly? Not 50 years. years. That's what I, if I'm remembering correctly, like Mandalorian. Like super ancient then. The Mandalorian was supposed to have set up uh, like a 50 year gap. Mm hmm. Right? In, in the original Mandalorian what series. The, what was the time if difference I'm remembering between. Correctly. The Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Hmm. Maybe that was the 50-year gap. Yeah, because Han, Han Solo was in his 70s. Maybe that was the 50-year I mean, gap. Yeah, maybe, maybe, it yeah. Is, maybe it is 50 years. And, and so, but it, so I guess the Mandalorian would have been... Okay, I can so see that a little better. like 15, 20 years. Yeah. I wouldn't say like so judging I, by I, Luke, I think I had, like right after the Empire. I falling. think I had saw somewhere that Boba Fett is supposed to be in his like forties or fifties at this point in the story. Like, in, oh, in he his, looks really old. He looks really, I mean, he looks really old. That old. <laughs> and and it's fun fact too. The two actors. So you got Boba Fett played by uh, uh, what is his name? Moru Tamaru Morrison. I, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I'm incredibly sorry if you're listening, Mr. Morrison. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so Morrison and Migna Wen, who plays Fennec Shan, his uh, right hand man, um, they are like almost the exact same age. I think they're like a year apart or something. Yeah. So Migna Wen looks way better in, in comparison to Morris. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, in, in terms of age, like I, I had right. no idea. I knew Mingna was getting up there, but I didn't like just looking at her for, in the show. I would not yeah. have, I would not have been yeah, able to tell that. Good. She got like that Keanu Reeves kind of thing going on, you know. Where yeah. She looks incredibly young for her age, but uh, but yeah. So, uh, and, and then kind of going off of that too, I, I think one of the complaints I have, or actually, before I go into that, I'm sorry. Uh, Mary, we need your opinion as well. Like, what, what did you oh. think of the show? Like, did you did you like it? Did you, you know? I, so I'm not a huge Star Wars person, 
Boo. I know, I know. <laughs> but but I so the the Star Wars movie I like the best is Rogue One, and and the Mandalorian was like the first was was like a close second to that. Like I really enjoyed the Mandalorian, and um, so Boba Fett kind of you know obviously kind of followed on the heels of that. Yeah, I mean overall I enjoyed it. The first couple episodes felt a little bit slow, perhaps with like endless flashbacks and (laughs) like I would have kind of preferred if we had just started there in that space instead of it being like this whole episode is a memory you know (laughs) we're we're just remembering very long things um but yeah it was very good and uh was excited are we just spoiling everything for Colby it doesn't it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was I just thought of that as you were saying that too Sorry, yeah, Colby, absolutely. if we're going to like completely ruin it for you. Everything. Um, um, it's yeah. still going to be fresh. Okay. <laughs> we were, you're we going to experience it in yeah. your own time, in your own way, you know? You can cover your ears and go, la, yeah. la, 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 <laughs> if you want to. Um, oh, no, his headphones are yeah, in his ears. Oh, no. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got um, earbuds on. Yeah, we were, we were really excited when, or I was really excited. I, I guess I shouldn't speak for you, when the Mandalorian <laughs> showed back up. Yeah, and then it became, um, the and then it the became his show. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> this is my show now. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen uh, the uh, the meme? That I don't they know did? If spoiled it. Or I'm not. the yeah. captain now. This is my yeah. show. Now. Yep, yep. <laughs> Look at me. I am the captain now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Grogu. I think it's, after it's cool. You say your favorite movie is Rogue One. Um, yeah, so I really like that one also, and I think it also kind of tells you to have Mandalorian and also Boba Fett. They at least from what I've experienced so far, it's not the same show, but the cinematography and the direction and like everything is, it makes it sound like it's still one story. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's a completely different yeah, universe. Is Rogue One? Right. And, that's, I, I think Kevin, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Feige. 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 However he pronounces it. Like everything that he does, like basically becomes gold. Right. And I think with the book, book of Boba Fett, I think, like it's it's a really good bridge, right? It filled in a lot of gaps, but I don't think that we've fully uh, explored the character of Boba Fett yet. Mm. And I think there's going to be a lot more to come, you know, uh, to to better understand. And I think this is just setting up more story for Boba Fett. I don't know. I I, I kind of disagree with that because it this is this is the jumping off point. This is the reintroduction of his character. Mm-hmm. And I honestly felt like the show was incredibly rushed. Obviously, we've already alluded to you know it being Mandalorian season two point five practically, right? Right. And Boba Fett's a side character in his own show. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, honestly, I, I, I didn't like that. Yeah, I mean, I, we, were, we yeah. were excited to see the Mandalorian, but it was like, exactly. why not just make this the Mandalorian season three? Yeah, you know, and let and then, Boba Fett feature prominently in it, right? I need. I even have a problem with that too, is because like I, I, I feel like it undermined Dinjarin's character as well, especially his character development with Grogu in their relationship. I, mm-hmm. I felt like this that was very shoehorned in. It would have been a lot stronger thing if like season three was revolved around him and Grogu's relationship being apart in that way. You know, and and seeing both of them from different perspectives, like like it was in episode 
five and six of Boba Fett, where he had you know those glimpses of Grogu going through his training with Luke and stuff like that. I believe it would have been a lot more impactful if that was what season three of Mandalorian was revolving around. The reuniting, like I, I already knew there was absolutely no way that Grogu was going to pick staying with Luke. Right. And they reunited in the finale. Because one, we know from the sequel trilogy, that which don't like to name, but we know from the sequel trilogy, Ben Solo was Luke's first student. So you could easily point that out and be like, okay, well, that undermines the decision that Grogu had to make. Mm-hmm. Um, then one of the other things I, I didn't like about that too was how underwhelming the interaction between Ahsoka and Luke was. Mm-hmm. Like seeing them together and knowing off screen that they had some conversations and stuff, but seeing them have a conversation for the first time and it just be like, oh, Luke saying, oh, I don't know what I should do. And Ahsoka being like, well, what do you, what does your feelings tell you? And then walking away. And it's just, okay. <laughs> that was kind of a, a dry interaction. Yeah, incredibly dry. Well, it, yeah. to me, it felt like there was supposed to be some it. kind of romantic tension or something. But I don't know any uh, backstory uh, for her. Yeah, I wouldn't, so, Ahsoka, no. so Ahsoka was trained by yeah, Ahsoka was trained by Padawan. Anakin. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which is Luke's father. Right. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that would be... When? In what time frame? In the Clone Wars. So, during, yeah, during the during like, the Clone Wars, during the... Uh, there's the Clone Wars animated series. Yeah. Right. It introduces That's where Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah. And so... And she's Ahsoka... an adult at that point? No, or... she's a... She was young, a child. At so how she managed to not Padawan. get killed by Anakin when he, you know... Because this was... I thought they'd probably go over that in the Clone yeah, Wars. Yeah, the, the Clone Wars actually takes place between episode, episode two and three. three. You two know, three. so it's like a lot of ah. conflict in between that point in time. And I, I haven't seen the series yet. I've only kind of started watching it. Yeah, I just finished I just finished Star Wars Rebels, which I absolutely a hundred percent recommend to anybody. Star Wars Rebels is an amazing show. And it's directed by uh Filoni. Um, now is that? But what, what is the timeline for that one? So uh, Rebels, one Rebels is leading up to a New Hope. So it's like in between three and four. Okay. And and the Rebels is actually, or the show is actually the beginning of the rebellion. Okay. So it's how how the Rebels started and stuff like that. But it also does the thing that that's kind of been memed in the Star Wars universe. It's like in a New Hope. Oh, Luke is the last Jedi. The last Jedi. Rebels introduces two Jedi. <laughs> you can, you, there's so many other Jedi around, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's just it's silly now, but um, and also in Rebels, one of the main characters, Ezra, he has the coolest lightsaber hands down of anybody. It's like a gun lightsaber. <laughs> so it's a like imagine how does that work? So imagine like you know you know what a saber looks like like a World War like a civil war saber, you know how it's got, it's got the handle and then it's got a a guard that comes around the front of your fingers. So it looks kind of like that, but he has integrated into it. There's, there's a little stun gun that he can shoot like stun bolts at people Hmm. to stun them and then go up and, you know, which is pretty sweet. So that's pretty cool. The coolest lightsaber hands down. But anyway, we're getting sidetracked. We're talking about Boba Fett, (laughs) not the rebels here. Um, 
So I got I have like a whole mishmash of different notes that I've kind of written down here, and I thought I would just kind of hit hit them one by one, and kind of get you guys' opinions on them and stuff too. Uh, we've already kind of gone over my my first point was I feel like this this was not the series that the character of Boba Fett deserved to be reintroduced yeah. into the Star Wars universe. Um, I feel like what was done in season one and two of Mandalorian was exactly what we wanted Boba Fett to be. Honestly, maybe not specifically what we wanted, but that's what I wanted to see when the Mandalorian came out. That's what I wanted Boba Fett to be was Din Djarin. So that's, that's kind of where I've been really disappointed in him having his own show. Like I understand what they were going for, with his character development and like turning him into more of a good guy and a father figure. But I believe the show was too mismatched too quick. And it just, it didn't develop the characters anywhere near as well enough that they needed to be honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I still have no clue why he, he has this attachment to Mos Eisley. Is that right? Yeah. Or Mos Espa. Uh, yeah. Where, like, I know, like, yeah, he was stationed there for a little while with Jabba the Hutt. Mm. Where does this huge attachment come from? Right. right. Yeah. Uh, and where just... does this huge uh, philanthropic, yeah. uh, you know, like, where did this ideal come from? Like, right. Yeah. Because like... he he was a he was a bounty hunter before, and he yeah. just like he just adopts the city essentially by taking over as daimyo or daimyo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I want to rule with respect, not fear. Right. And okay, well, why you're gonna have a hard time doing it? But yeah, yeah. It's like why? Maybe maybe him surviving. Maybe him surviving the Sarlacc gave him a change of heart. Maybe. Uh, No, it was more. He was. He wasn't with like tremendously philanthropic people. In the interim, he was with people who take slaves. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you know. Yeah. He was literally a slave to the Tuscan Raiders. Um, yeah. I know this was in episode one, so Colby can kind of get this one. Um, so in like episode one and two, he's like with the with the Tuscan Raiders and stuff. He's he emerged from the Sarlacc pit, which which also <laughs> might I complain about the technicalities of all that. How did he climb out of the sand? How do you punch a hole through sand <laughs> and come out the yeah. top? No, yeah. <laughs> It was. Why did I use script. my weird yeah. voice for this? One of my favorite lines. Uh, it was in the script. Okay, was, well, here's the question. Yeah, it was before, script, yeah. before you go on to your next point, here's something I want to ask you. Okay. And I've, I've been wrestling with this myself because I finished another show that the writers ended the exact opposite that everyone wanted. Uh-huh. And everyone's in an uproar, but it, it almost was, I guess, more of a, a publicity effect for them to not do what people wanted because then people talked about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to expectations as a viewer or a fan relative to what writers have in mind to portray, mm-hmm. which you said you understand that they're trying to portray something. Right. What's your, your inner conflict of what you want versus, I guess, trusting the authorship of what they're trying to communicate? I can understand that. I know that the writers and, and the director and all that want to communicate something in a particular way. Uh, I know you want using the Boba Fett coming out of the sand of the Sarlacc pit. I understand they want to show this way of Boba Fett, like how how 
awesome he is busting through the sand. Like, he dug through, like, 100 feet of sand and just to bust out of it, you know? But it seems like that that take away my trust in the writers. I mean, the, I, I expect a certain level of realism, I guess. Real quick, where's the realism in a Sarlacc? I know. Well, no. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm just... The whole thing is fiction. Yeah. No, but, but we get what you're saying. We I get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Within the parameters they have provided. We right, want yeah. It. Well, maybe the sand's different there than it is on Earth. It has a ladder in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every I mean, if you notice when he busts through the sand, the sand gives way. It's, it was mm-hmm. obviously there was some kind of tank and and some kind of fill or like some kind of membrane with sand over it and then when he busts through the sand kind of fills into the kind hole caves in. um he was just lucky he was going up rather than down right That's and cool. and specifically i looked up how a sarlacc works and how a sarlacc <laughs> is under the sand and no <laughs> that's not how it works so using the same material from the universe itself unless it's like magic sand you unless you went into the details of the sand there I'm going to expect sand to be the same as on Earth. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't like. Yeah. I I don't know. Like every every other physical thing happening on Tatooine is almost identical to Earth, unless you explain that in the show, which would just bog it down with a bunch of garbage. My mind is drawing to the physical reality which I've experienced, and it and basing been- that off of what's there. Couldn't they have done it that, like, when he... How did he kill the Sarlacc? Or, like, he he, he shot the he Sarlacc? Punched, well, I he guess. punched through and like, then used his flamethrower. He yeah. could have, like, risen out of the sand. Like, the, the I think the, the concept creature. was that the Sarlacc actually died shortly after. Well, but then it was alive. It, it, it was, yeah. Back. Yeah, that's the problem, because it was still alive. So, right. I guess... But it could have been that when he shot it, that it, like, rose up out of the sand in anger, and somehow he got out while it was... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah they could have they easily... done that. Could have easily had the Sarlacc spit him out. You right. Know? Like right. he's he's shooting a flamethrower like on the Yeah, he's shooting a flamethrower on the inside. The Sarlacc just goes and like spits him back yeah. out or something instead of having him having to Much punch more through. Believable. Yeah, what a way more believable. My first thought was like, why didn't he use his jetpack? But then I remembered that Luke slashed his jetpack, so it's supposed to be it's supposed to be broke at this point. But then he has it back, right? Right, and then he gets it back. And he gets it I assume he gets it fixed Probably in between that time. You know, because he gets because Mando in season two gets it from Cobb, uh, Cobb yeah. Vanth, and then Boba gets it back. So at, at some point between him receiving it again and becoming Daimo or Daimyo, he repairs it. Yeah. So at that point in the Sarlacc pit, he he wouldn't have been able to use it. But yeah, they could have easily had the Sarlacc spit him out and still be able to have the scene later where Boba Fett goes back, which still doesn't make sense. Why would he think that the Sarlacc has his armor? Why would he think he could get it back? Uh, to me, is like even I mean, if it's in there, why would you think you could go in there and get right, it? Right? Yeah, you could just like it was in the script. And his best guard is not going to dissolve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I see more the writers wanted to have a cool thing to happen at that point, so that's why they they wrote it the way they did mm-hmm. to make it think that okay, the Sarlacc might be dead because. Boba torched it, and that's why he had to crawl through the sand. So it would lead to the other episode later when he goes back to try to look inside it, so you can get the jump scare when the Sarlacc goes bah at the ship. Honestly, I did. And going back to Colby's Colby's question, it's it's exactly that which makes me not trust what they've written. So you project Um, earthly realism onto a fictional story. 
And that's why you're not. I have here. I have a certain level of reasonable expectation. We know what Star Wars is geared to. We know it has some some sense of realism. Right. I know it's set in space and all this stuff. But the laws of physics are not completely suspended for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's not geared to be a goofy, wacky thing. You know, it's it's a very serious show with like you know. Yeah, I mean, there's comedy in it too, but it's grounded in more reality than the Super Mario Brothers movie. You know, so yeah. <laughs> you know with the know. like Super Mario Brothers movie, bad movie. I love it though because it it's it's silly and it doesn't take itself seriously. Right. I don't. don't I don't you, think we're that far don't away don't from having rockets and boots. Yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, it kind of piggybacking off what brought this last point on. I felt like a lot of the characters in the show were very undeveloped. I mean, we'll we'll save Boba Fett for last, but he's he was I I feel like he was very underdeveloped, especially for being a show about him when two episodes he wasn't right. there. And isn't uh, there like a gap of like wouldn't it have been nice to find out more unless unless I'm clueless and there is a point where you find out more, but more of what his life was like between Star Wars episode, what episode do we get introduced to him to? Yeah, two. Like if you're going like in chronology, not release date, but like right. from there to like episode well, there was, seven. Like I, I had said earlier, there's a, there's a little bit actually a, in in the Clone Wars uh, okay. animated series that does have Boba Fett in it. it. I I don't know how much. Yeah, but yeah, it has a little bit of backstory where he's in like some kind of high school situation thing. I forget exactly. It just seems what it like is. that would have been great information to get. Is right. like those yeah. years instead of the like thirty years. And, and I'm joking, just because to me it felt very long. His time mm. with the Sand People felt very long. And, and piggybacking off of that, there there was a couple scenes you remember where there's kind of a flashback when he's a kid. You know, the, there's the scene yeah. where he sees he picks up his father's head. And how how devastating is that? That's crazy to think. Um, so there's that, and then like there's there's a short little like scene where it's him, like the reflection of child him watching Django Fett fly off on mm-hmm. Camino, um, where his like reflections there. So he's seeing his father kind of drive away, and I guess th- this was kind of a later point that I had, but I don't know what the point of those were. Like why? Why was there just reminding us who he is? In case yeah, other than that. reminding us, hey, this is the same kid. That was gonna um, be one of my questions because I see it in the first episode, but I haven't seen the later episodes, so I'm not sure. Yeah, if it has some yeah, type some of, of the, purpose or circle. Yeah, there's another another uh, two or three where it does that, where it like brings you back to like him, and I I assume it was kind of setting up the relationship that he had with his father, but it doesn't really go into detail of it, and I think it's completely lost. I think it was being set up as to show his relationship with his father as in like his father wasn't always there for him. So he kind of maybe this is why he feels like he wants to take on Mas Espa as a respectable leader and as a father figure more than someone who's just a a dictator, essentially, mm-hmm. even though he's a dictator still. <laughs> so, um so I don't know. I, I just think if that was the point they were trying to get across, it was completely lost and, or quickly abandoned for you know big set pieces and explosions and stuff. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So poor poor so writing on that part. I think. And that, that's why I think how does he pronounce his last name again? Fe- Feige. Uh, Feige. Feige. 
Yeah. So Kevin Feige has like he's done so well with everything that he's done, mm. right? And so for this to just kind of be like, or no, it's a uh, it's not Feige. It's uh, Dave Filoni. Filoni. Did Feige yeah. not do the book of Boba Fett? No, it was uh, Robert Rodriguez, Dave Filoni, Steph Green. Well, Bryce that explains Dallas, everything. Kevin Tankacharo. <laughs> yeah. Well, did he do the Mandalorian? Uh, he did. Well, I thought. I thought. Um, there's Favreau. Thought, yeah, there's Dave. There's Dave Homeboy. Dave Filoni and John Favreau, essentially. That's who I. John Favreau. I thought John Favreau did the Mandalorian. John Favreau. Yeah. John Favreau. I thought Kevin Feige did the Mandalorian from... too. Uh, yeah, he's the executive producer. For yeah. Mandalorian. Yeah, so Feige wasn't here in this But one. he didn't touch the Book of Boba Fett. Okay. Did not. Well, yeah. It shows that him as it. executive producer <laughs> under the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. It shows him as executive producer of Book of Boba Fett? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, so yeah. Okay, so he did touch it. He was he executive producer. Um, but so, like, I trust... I, I don't trust him because I don't know him. But I trust <laughs> his product. You know, um, like he's done but so well with all of his product that maybe he wasn't as hands-on or maybe there's a bigger plan, right? That we won't understand the fullness of the you Book of Boba like Fett. You sound like you're talking about the and Lord. It, I guess that we, won't understand, <laughs> we won't understand the fullness of and the I guess, Book of Boba Fett. And I, I will, contra- I will not see con- the next season of The Mandalorian. And I will challenge you by saying, this is Disney. Which this point? Is, I mean, sequel trilogy. But anyway, um, com- <laughs> no <laughs> plan. Absolutely no. The sequel trilogy absolutely as the golden rule for Disney Star Wars. Absolutely no plan. They had no plan for a trilogy. They just said, hey, trilogy. And they threw whoever on the project. Um, They didn't throw Kevin. They should have thrown Kevin. Yeah, and I I know they got Feige and Filoni and Favreau and stuff on The Mandalorian. And that's that that is the exception to the Disney rule. But the problem is with the Book of Boba Fett here, as as an example of it, I think Disney had too much of their fingers in it, honestly. Mm-hmm. And that's why Mandalorian was brought in to appeal to the market. They they weren't trying to tell a good story, and Disney kind of was like, you have to have Din Djarin in there, you have to have Grogu in there because they're they're popular characters and they need to be represented in some kind of way. We made the CGI so much better for Luke's face. <laughs> for, We've yeah. got to use yeah, it. Yeah, well, that one of my positives is Luke did look <sighs> a little bit better. Still weird, but he did look better. <laughs> Way more realistic. Like, like I was like, <laughs> if I didn't know that it was CGI, I don't know that I yeah. would have questioned it. Yeah, I could, you know? I could tell in the way the lip sync was. Like, you, right. you know, there was something unsettling yeah. about it. But comparing and, and they had it, him say very little. <laughs> yeah, compar- that, comparing that the oh, what it, what is that? What is that technique called? I mean, there's some kind. Of, there's the technique that's where you put someone else's face on someone's face. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, what is that called? Are you talking there's about a, deep deep face? Deep, deep face. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I knew a thing. Nice. <laughs> High five for me too. I mean, um, <laughs> uh, internet page and um, what's his name? Pioneered that. So yeah. Oh, um, who did? Nicholas Cage. Face off. Oh, uh, movie with Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. John Travolta. I was like taking you totally seriously. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's funny. Well, there's a point for Colby. <laughs> uh, or that's I think that's your first uh, joke for this one. Tonight. Your dad your dad joke, right? Uh I felt like the little posse they assembled, that the loyalty that the posse felt and the willingness oh, the, to lay their lives down the didn't mods. make a whole lot of sense. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and also that it felt a little to me the the young kids felt very kind of high school musical to me with their multicolored. <laughs> I call them light. I call them uh, the the Boba Fett Power Rangers. Yeah, Honestly. they call yeah. them Power Rangers. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a better analogy than yeah, because they get music. they have they have the multicolored Vespas and everything. Yeah, yeah. like literally. Yeah. Like and then and then going back to my going back to my point of underdeveloped characters, the mods was one of them because they mm-hmm. they they were introduced. They're like Boba Fett's like, how would you like to work for me? And then they're like, okay, and they start working for him, and they like lay down their life for him. They just met this guy like three days ago, literally, and uh, I and then yeah. they, they have the scene in the finale where where the leader of the mods, the I, I forget the the lady's name or the character's name. Uh, was she the leader of the mods? Yeah, essentially. Uh, I just said, oh, Sophie Thatcher. That's the actor's name. Her name was Drash. Her character's name was Drash. She like had like half an arm and stuff. It was like yeah. a robot arm and stuff. And I, I felt like her her she had like a little showdown thing with some of the villagers from Freetown at the end yeah. in the finale. And I was like, eh, I don't really care about these characters because one in the finale, they're like nobody dies. Absolutely no no stakes or anything like that. I'm I'm not worried at the least bit. Anybody's gonna not survive, right? So there's that, and it's it just like they they wanted to have this you know girl power moment at the end. I just don't I don't feel like it was. I, I felt I, like the girl power moment was actually done well compared to other girl power I mean, moments that Disney it, has done. I think it would have been done well if we would have seen more of the character the from Freetown. Oh, yeah, because yeah, the girl the girl from Freetown, we don't know who she is at all. And and I think that that's why, like, I think it was done well enough in that, like, hey, you know, the, like, mean, there weren't 12 women that all of a sudden showed up and took on a huge pot. You right, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, they took on Thanos. Army. Right. <laughs> Anyways, let's not switch genres right now. Let's, let's <laughs> stay here. Um, but no, I thought that was... I want to talk about the women power moment in the <laughs> Again. Again. But no, I think, I I think they did that well enough that it wasn't awkward and it, like it, it made a certain amount of sense like hey you know i can i can do this kind of free running type stuff whereas the other guy with the gun you weren't going to see him climbing up any walls well true okay i mean yes right? sure yeah i understand that but and so i think that's i don't why I think, think it made a certain amount of sense i don't think like it makes sense mechanically but story-wise it doesn't yeah, I don't, you don't know I, who the girl is. Yeah, I have no idea who the Freetown lady is. I mean, she looks like a cool character, but it's like, I, I don't know anything about her. We don't even know her name. Yeah, we, don't, we don't know her name. You know, and then you got Drash there, who's like, we need, we need to find number, a different spot. You know. it, it was nice that she was like, okay, we can't fall back anymore because I know of this area. You know, if we fall back anymore, we'll get, we'll get caught. Not mm-hmm. like they weren't doing that anyway. They were just making a stand. So yeah, they, yeah, they got a higher vantage point and all that stuff, but it was just like that whole interaction. I don't care, honestly. Like I, I just, I don't care enough about the characters to be like, oh, is this a good plan or not? Or am I? I'm not worried in the least bit about whether or not they're gonna die. You know, and I think that that also comes from the 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 kind of state of of movies nowadays, where it's like you have to have some kind of Superwoman like scene in there, so I'm like, I already know they're gonna be fine, you know, and they're gonna do awesome, and they're gonna something is gonna happen significant to the fight they're gonna that they're gonna do. That's what I thought about the woman in the <laughs> Hobbit movies, and then she died, didn't she? 
I was like, she's safe. I don't need to worry. Like the wasp, Evangeline, whatever. I don't. I don't remember. Didn't she die? I seemed. Anyway, my point is just that sometimes oh, yeah. they. Sometimes well, yeah. They I mean, she was. Them. She was also added in. So she, her character doesn't oh, yeah. exist. But she was the like books. the only female. <laughs> <laughs> the female elf well, lady that they added to to have the romance with oh, the dwarf guy, right? I forget her name. But she, you, you also yeah. have what's her name? Boba Fett's number two. Oh, Fennec um, Shand. She's awesome. Yeah, she's I love fantastic. Her. Yeah. Like so, I I don't know so much about women empowerment because if that were the case, they would yeah, throw un- all three of them together. Yeah. In, in all honesty, I think Fennec should have been there. And that should Except have been Fennec in Drax. Which was an awesome scene. Yeah, Fennec should have been there in Drax's position, honestly, and and but telling Drax and the the other lady to to like, okay, we need to get. I need you two to come with me to get the higher ground and stuff. Then I would have been like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You know, Fennec knows what she's talking about and stuff. But and I then and then you could have the Fennec mod. Was perfect. Yeah, Fennec, Fennec was awesome. I think Fennec yeah. is my favorite character. In, in the book of I Boba would, Fett. In, in the book of Boba of... Fett, I would say she's she's probably my favorite character. Yeah. We are not talking about the same people. Are we? Who are you talking about? Finney. Shan. Uh, Ming-No Wen's character. Ming-No Wen. Not who I thought we were talking about. I thought Finnick <laughs> was the guy in the last No, that's Finnick in the Hunger Games. I'm thinking of Finnick in the Hunger Games and turning his name <laughs> into the name of the guy. Just cut this whole part. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I think I think I thought I thought it was the the, the guy, the former uh, stormtrooper guy in the last trilogy. Oh, oh that's Finn. that's Finn. Finn? Yeah, Finn. <laughs> I'm not completely insane. Yeah. Okay. So not so rewriting that rewriting that scene in in the finale, Fennec should have been there helping the, the people of Freetown and the mods. At that point, she would have been like. You know, okay, we need to get to higher ground, and then Drac could have been like, "Hey, I know, I know this place very well. If we fall back anymore, we're gonna get trapped. We should go go up in this building or something like that over there." You know, and then um, then she'd be like, "Oh no, but we need another rifle." Oh, uh, this lady from Freetown's like, "Here, hand me your rifle." You know, and then the three of them go up there and make the stand like they did. Right. I think that would work better, and then later have. Uh, Fennec go off and you know assassinate the rest of the guys that like she did. Um, right. Yeah. So and also like it bothered me that they were like, what is it they said about riding the big creature? That's name I should oh, the know. The Rancor. Yeah, wasn't he like that would be extremely difficult or yeah. something like that? Yeah. And then just he can do it. Like they exactly. like wouldn't it have been nice to have some scenes where he's trying to tame the Rancor? Exactly. Instead yeah, that was just, oh. that was another literally again, Mary. You and I are thinking the same same wavelength <laughs> here. That was another one of my characters on my list who was underdeveloped. The Rancor. He shows up in one episode, and Danny Trejo is there, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, he will. Uh, why? Why has he got blinders on? Oh, the first person that he meets, he will bond with." Look, I love that Machete showed up. Yeah, okay. Machete's there. Yeah. Machete or, is or, awesome. uh, or the uncle from Spy Kids. That's what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> he just shows up in everything. Yeah. Yeah. He's fantastic. I, I, lo- I love Danny Trejo, but I'm like, so great. Why? And that, he's, and that also he's leads so intimidating. in intimidating. I know. Oh yeah. Gosh. And he, and he just, he just plays a, a simple trainer in this really one. So it's just like, super small role. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like they shrunk him for that, for that, that part been. though. Cause I feel like Bobo is taller. Yeah. Than, uh, Danny, but anyway, or Morrison was taller than Danny, but yeah. So, so the Rancor, I felt like was completely underdeveloped. 
He was Huge just like, he's there. Way, yeah, for Colby. Wouldn't it be funny if we were making all of this up just as a massive April Fool's dun, dun, joke? Dun. For Colby. For Colby. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. There's You've no already ranker. ruined it. Now we can't do it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Luke um, isn't finish there. the season. We I'll come back Roku. and call y'all a bunch of liars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Rancor also leads into the Hut twins. The Hut twins show up and they're telling Boba, hey, get out of here. Or, or we're going to kill you kind of thing. And Boba Fett's like, no. <laughs> and then they leave. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and then they send Black Chrysanthemum, one of the coolest Wookiees. Like, I didn't know about his character until until the show. Yeah. And I looked him up. And he, he's really cool. And I, I liked his character for the most part in this. And I think he was developed enough. Because I, I don't need to know like a whole lot of thing about Black Chrysanthemum. I just know he's he's a gladiator you know, and he doesn't like the, um, the, what's the aliens? The lizard alien guys. I forget their name already. But yeah, he doesn't like about the, the slid, the, the slavers, the, oh, 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 the, uh, the, the lizard people. I any of them characters. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, anyway, uh, I'll figure it out later. But yeah, so like, like, I think Chrysanthemum's story was developed well enough for being a side character. Um, the huts kind of show up and, you know, they try to kill Boba Fett and then they just leave, you know, because the Pikes were supposed to be like the central bad guy. So I, I feel like there's really no point in the Huts kind of showing up. I think it was just to kind of tie up loose ends with the fact that Jabba died and having the Huts respond in some kind of way. But it was just kind of they were kind of just there and then gone. So I, I feel like they really didn't have a point. They could have been developed with like the Pikes background could have been developed a little bit more. Because I know the Pikes come from one of the animated series as well. I, I believe Clone Wars, but I'm not entirely sure. So they're, the Pikes' like backstory is a little more developed than some of the other some of the other characters, I guess, from other shows. So it, you, going into it, you kind of know like what their deal is. And I, I think they established that well enough with like their spice traders, and spice is bad. I guess you don't really find out that spice is actually a drug unless you kind of get that implication. They don't come out and say that it's something which, bad for you. Which is this, um, is this the first time the whole spice thing has come up or does that occur elsewhere in the, no, it's been, um, it's, it's been established in the whole series. Like since, it, since it the original very, trilogy, which I'm sure it may be, I had never heard of the spice thing. Right. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it probably is not a total ripoff of Dune, but it felt like right. a ripoff. Dude, it's like we're in the desert and they're harvesting spice and it's right, exactly. like dust and you know but i mean I, for all i know star wars did it first i have no idea right you know? yeah i'm not entirely sure who did it first um, and there's these people living in the desert be... with all this technology like or i mean i mean i say mm. technology it seemed like they had like breathing mass type stuff right for, the maybe, sand not. maybe they don't in Dune, they have that, but maybe oh the yeah sand yeah in Dune, yeah the, the sand people that i the, mean the i think that's part of their anatomy just I think I would be it. worried if they were living in the desert and didn't have any type of face color. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not uh, entirely sure why Tusken Raiders look the way they do. Yeah, like I don't know if it's anatomy or yeah. It, it, it'd be interesting to find out, like if, it, if it's actually part of their body, like, right? Yeah, their their anatomy, or if it's like what they just wear, and then right. if it is what they just wear, what does the Tusken Raider actually look like? Right. Yeah. Let's Google it right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you, Colby. <laughs> We're going to live research here. 
Uh, and I guess the the last, at least the, the last character I wanted to mention in underdeveloped characters is Cad Bane. He's the blue guy. Yeah, apparently um, he's a big thing, big deal in the, yeah. uh, the Clone Wars yeah, stuff. Yeah, and he died very quickly yeah. and easily. Yeah, so I don't <laughs> care. I know I know Star Wars is this giant thing. You know, I understand enough of characters from other things, like uh, taking Ahsoka, for example, and having her show up in Mandalorian. I didn't know who she was until the Mandalorian, but I believe in that episode, I understood her character and her motivations a lot better than I did Cad Bane. I know Cad Bane is like this big deal in some other shows, but I have no idea who he is in, in Boba Fett. Like I didn't know who this character was and I need to have the writers show me who this guy is. Here's and the they did he's, not do that. He's Boba Fett in the original right. Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. He's a side character, a man of mystery. Mm don't really care about him right he just shows up he's a bounty hunter but the the problem is they did they they display in the show that there's some kind of background between the two they do yeah and so they don't they don't go into what their relationship is they're both bounty hunters well sure but there's there's a deeper relationship there because he talks about your you're just like your father you know, and, and you're you're getting shot. And there's there's a relationship here. I need to know what their relationship is because I I just really don't care about the character and him dying like incredibly fast that he did. You know, I, there's I feel like they completely missed his character because this character is awesome. Like I I don't I didn't know this character outside of this show, and I'm already incredibly intrigued at who he is. But I didn't get enough. I guess I'm in in a kind of a roundabout way of saying it. Well, maybe I, that was the plan. <laughs> Stop right? coming back now, to this plan thing. There's no plan. It's Disney. There's a plan. There's no plan. Now dude. you're interested, <laughs> and now you're going to go watch all the things that he's in. Well, yeah, so but that that is understand. a that is an incredibly cheap way to do it. I don't I don't want but, to okay. I don't want I don't want to know about a character. Because because I asked the question, who the heck is this guy? I want to know about a character because I say, wow, this person's awesome. Who is he? You know, I, I know there, there is, a, there is a, a, a distinct difference between those two things. You know what that means? <laughs> we are now expecting a new personal blog of fan theory authored by you. <laughs> So that you can't just critique everything that's going on. You need to tell us exactly what you think should happen. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly yeah. want to do like a story breakdown, like an episode, episode breakdown. And it's already taken this long to get to this point. So, right. and, I'm, and I'm only, I've only described point two on my ramble list here <laughs> <laughs> and it's been an hour. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're, we're, we're getting close to the wrapping okay. it up point. Yeah. But okay. uh, what we are going to take this, this, this time to do, um, is we're going to introduce um, our our individual segments, right? Um, each of us is going to take some time and and talk about something that's passionate. Not not right now, right? Obviously, it's something that we prepare and do and then release on our podcast. So Eric wants to really dive into uh, the book of Boba Fett, and yeah. so uh, kind of a free reign 
like Catholic nerds segment, right? Hey, I'm Eric Dumont, Catholic nerds, and I'm talking about this. Um, and, and, you know, we'll, we'll have different things. I may come in and talk about the uh, Marvel comics versus the MCU. And because uh, right now I'm reading Civil War and it's very intriguing, the differences between the MCU and what, what's happening in the comics. It's, it's, it's just very interesting. I like to see the dynamic. So, and, and different things like that. So uh, each of us may come on at individual times. You might get these, these lone segment podcasts, you know, 15, 20 minutes long, just kind of us talking about something that we're passionate about and may dive into some Catholic financial planning type stuff as well. So um, yeah, it sounds good, right, Eric? Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right, Colby. Yeah. 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 And I, okay. and I appreciate the opportunity yeah. too, because I feel Woo! like, <laughs> and I, and I know I'm, I'm just a guest here and the, the love and the acceptance that you, you guys have brought me in into this, you know, being with you guys and doing the podcast and stuff. Even though I didn't get to talk to Trent Horn, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> salty, uh, <laughs> salty, yeah, but yeah. Maybe we'll I just, have him again. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Man, I, I don't think I would have been able to add that much to it because I'm not. You know, I like the superhero movies and stuff, but I don't know much about the comics or anything, so I wouldn't have been able to add that much anyway. So it was good that I didn't go. But just you guys letting me come on and just being a part of the Catholic nerds has been amazing. And I just thank you to all of you, you know, even though Scott's not here, uh, and you're probably listening though, Scott, thank you <laughs> for letting me be here and ramble. Like yeah. I do. <laughs> we enjoy having you. We enjoy your opinions. You. Uh, we enjoy your input. Uh, so, uh, we're, we're excited to launch these loan segments to, to kind of get more of your, uh, input on Boba Fett. Yeah. The, this was, and this it, was a fun episode. And, and I don't mean Yankee input. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. You considered a Yankee. North. Well, you know, I guess technically, I mean, I'm in Michigan. So yeah. I, I was, I was, you're in the North. I'm in the North. <laughs> is he you North of Lafayette? I'm a Michigander. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, my friend at work, Andrew, he he's told me that I'm very, very critical and very complainative, if that's a word. I complain <laughs> a lot about things, but I, I blame that on I, I went to college for film. I have a, I have a film certificate, technically. Um, how, how much weight that has, I don't know. But, you know, I got a piece of paper that says I went to school. So... <laughs> Um, one of the things when I started some of my film classes that our, my teacher, Mr. Gleason said is when you take these classes, it will ruin movies for you forever. Cause you will always critically look at everything from mm -hmm. now on. And that's an absolutely a hundred percent true. Like every time I watch something, I have, I have a certain standard, like I've been, like I've been saying of, of what I expect from movies and I can see every little bit in detail of everything that's out of place and whatnot. And I guess the one thing I want to read one, one more thing I want to say <laughs> going over that is that Morrison needed a stunt double, honestly, for the fight scene specifically, his acting's good. I mean, for the most part, I like him, you know, when he was talking, but the fight scenes were just like stiff or incredibly they were cringy. You can you can tell I I mean I can tell. There's points where he goes to impact something and there is frames clipped out so it looks mm -hmm. like the impact hit harder than it actually did. 
and you, you can see those things and you're like eh. it, yeah, it, yeah. it takes it takes me out of it anyway I, I so. would agree with you it will be one episode in the very first uh, I guess encounter they have in the town where they get surrounded by the yeah the night wind the yeah. Shields and stuff. yeah I was like that was pretty underwhelming they just kind of were like stuck in a circle and just kind of pushing back and swinging at it. Yeah, and, and then that. there was like a hundred cuts, and you're just like you're kind of disoriented, like who's which and who's where, you know. Yeah. And then and then the part where Fennec breaks off and hunts the two down, you know that that was way cooler doing the hand in hand and the parkour and stuff that they were doing. The part where Boba shoots a rocket and blows that guy up that was cool, but <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just oh, I'm climbing a building. Yeah. <laughs> he's gone hilarious it that that takes me back to the scene from mando 2 where like what i think it was the first couple episodes where like mando sets down his jetpack and the one guy grabs it and then he sets it off and they're just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, to, your, to your point about having a certificate it i think you you see things differently you know when you have even if you don't have a ton of experience in you know filmmaking or whatnot like mm. having a different eye for looking at something it naturally makes you a little more critical because you're thinking right. you know how something was put together or or written or yeah i mean everybody's like that right we're, i'd say we're almost critical well i feel like being critical <laughs> of some things is almost like honoring it in a sense like that that if we weren't going to look at them with a critical eye it's almost like we don't respect it enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, and, well there is a difference too between being critical and complaining. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. which I don't think you. I don't think you're a complainer. So I think I. I love being critical. Of, like I'm. I'm super critical of things that I love. Of, yeah. of shows and movies that I love, including me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to argue. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, of course, so so. my critical eye, like until I sit and actually reflect on it, and which I normally don't. Right. Uh, I don't sit and reflect on shows after I watch them because I, I really enjoy just kind of escaping into shows. Yeah. So I'm able to shut like everything off and just kind yeah. of enjoy it for its sake. So every time I can hear somebody, Oh, that, that movie was horrible. I'm like, it was enjoyable. Yeah. You know, like right. it, it, it was entertaining at least. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And then I sit and reflect on it from like, you know what, actually the, the movie, they, they had some really big holes there that right. they, they didn't, uh, yeah. they didn't fill. And so exactly. but, and I, it, I had that same feeling recently. So a show that I'd finished the finale, pretty much every fan hated. Mm-hmm. And then years later, they did a reboot season to kind of put a new bow on the end of the show. And they did it again. You're not going to tell us what the show is. I'm. I mean, it's, I'm probably not proud of watching, but Dexter. Um, oh, okay. So the, <laughs> okay, gotcha. The end of Dexter, every fan hated because it was just extremely open ended, and then they they threw this twist in that people weren't expecting, and it was like, well, you can't just leave it like that, and then they just dropped it. <laughs> Years later, right? Years later, they they do a reboot season with the intention of bringing closure to a lot of the stuff that was open, and they did to some extent. But then they did the same thing. Like the ending was rushed. There were a lot of things they introduced that they could have fleshed out that people would have loved, and they didn't do it. And then the way it ended, it was expected, but nobody wanted it. Hmm. Like people knew it was coming, but they didn't want it to happen. Yeah. But then I watched an interview with Michael Hall, who's the main actor, and he said, "I didn't agree with what the what the writers did or what the way we ended the show." He said, "But I understand it. I get it." And so. Even the actor, the main actor saying, I didn't like it, but the way it happened has a purpose. It made me see it differently. 
Mm-hmm. Kind of the same thing. Like it was that initial shock that first day, but then afterwards it was like, I'm just enjoying it because it's, it's a show and that's what the writers wanted to right. do. Right. Right. Like, yeah. I see it differently now. Yeah. And, I could, and I could totally understand that too. And I think, I think to, to wrap that up too in a bow is understanding the difference between, you know, that different mindset of I'm watching this to enjoy it or, you know, I'm watching this for, for the piece of artwork that it is. Right. You know, right. I, I can, I can look at Picasso's paintings, you know, and, and the way it is, uh, what's it? That's not the, maybe not the avenue I was going here. No, I continue <laughs> on down that line. That's a good one. Okay, yeah. So they, like, I can appreciate Picasso's paintings for what they are, but if I was an artist and being like, I would do this differently, you know, there there's some imperfections over here in this certain way. If he would have just did this, you know, it would I think it would have turned out a little bit better. You know, maybe not Picasso specifically, but just as a as a painter, you know, mm-hmm. I might not be skilled in doing artwork myself but my understanding of it i can you know appreciate the artwork for what it is and what it could be it has the potential to be i think that's that's where i was getting to there was there was a greater potential for boba fett and a lot of it comes down to the hype you know everybody's wanting to see this character there's a lot of expectations for it star wars fans specifically are really huge theorists there's videos upon volumes upon libraries and acres yeah. of planets of universe anyway of theories about everything and you know it's oh, what was I? <laughs> I don't know where <laughs> I was going with it now and here we are in our small <laughs> Catholic corner with our own theories and all and yeah. our our own input and uh, in in this vast world of a galaxy a long, long time ago in Mm. a faraway place, you know? So there it is. There it is. (laughs) Well, thank you for wrapping that up for me. I was, I was getting kind of lost there. You put the ribbon on, and then Cody just did <laughs> Cody the last was like, yeah, "Let let me take over there." Thank you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> let me just let me just tie the last knot. It was in the, the finessing. Yeah, of, of where the I was, bow. I was trying to make, I was trying to make this like fancy bow, you know, and get all these loops and stuff, and like this <laughs> flower pattern. Cody's like, "No, just, just finish just it. it. Let's go. Just pull it. Let's just go." Pull it. it's good. Yeah, it's <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, thank you so much for nerding out with us and the Catholic nerds. I'm Eric Dumont. Mary Reed. Cody Reed. Colby Allen. And please do subscribe to this podcast and share it with all your friends, Catholic or not. Light side or dark side, Greedo or Han shot first. And remember, no disintegrations. I did my best. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> there we uh, go. Awesome. You did well. <laughs>